Welcome, everybody. This is the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church. This is where you get to hear your pastors talk about the upcoming preaching text. Hey, everyone. I'm Pastor Megan, and I'm here with... Pastor Kevin. And... Pastor Eric. Hey, the gang's all here. How are you guys? Fantastic. Yeah. We're doing well. We're doing, doing great. Well. We're doing great. And we are coming up on the end of this sermon series. No. I know. No. You want to know what's the worst part of it is, though? That means the month of June is already almost <laughs> gone, which wow. means that the summer is like a third over. Mm. So if you speak things into the world. Uh, like I know. That. Sure. <laughs> I know. It's a it's a it's a humbling thing, really, yes. to realize how quickly summer flies by. Um, but I won't go there yet. It is it is only the end of June. There's still lots of fun to be had. Lots of sermon series, lots of outdoor worship, all sorts of great stuff going on. And hey, speaking of great (laughs) stuff going on, before we go any further, I just want to point out that this Sunday, we are celebrating the installation of these two guys sitting next to me here. Wow, yeah. Pastor Kevin and Pastor Eric are Twofer finally, installation. Yeah, it's a double. <laughs> it's a twofer. Um, and this, so this is, uh, you know, we were kind of talking about this before we hit record. Like, what is, what is, a, what is an installation? Like, mm-hmm. why do we, like, why do we do that? What do we land on? Kind of the formalizing, yeah. <laughs> formalizing of your call. We both look at each other like, uh, well, it's well, a great excuse to get everybody together. It's good. To that's a good it point. It is a good excuse for a party, and mm-hmm. that we are having, folks. So just a note: yep. nine o'clock outdoor, ten o'clock indoor, eleven o'clock party. Party. So come to the fellowship that's hall right. at the hill uh, if you are a lake worshiper. Just like hang around for a little bit and then come join us because that's uh, then we can have one big party together. It's gonna be fun. Yes. yes. So yes, one excuse for party. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we were saying in in a way it's not it's not required. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, officially we were called. We a call is mutual discernment. The congregation discerned. Pastor Kevin and I each discerned on our own and concluded that this was God's call and the paperwork and things have been signed. We've been here for so, several months. Yeah, but, you've been doing the work. Yeah. But you made an interesting point that some friends who have worked, you know, in organizations, not necessarily a congregation doing ministry, always have commented on a sort of a feeling of something's missing. So you don't have to do this. And yet it's, it's, it's a, it's a special opportunity to, uh, to, to make it uh, official within worship. Yeah. I think the within worship part is, is part of the importance of it, you know, that we've, We've had a congregational vote, so there's that kind of formal piece. We've signed paperwork, so there's that legal piece. But, but this is taking you as our pastors here at Easter and uh, and recognizing that in worship, like as a worshiping community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something important about that. As we gather in the presence of the Spirit, mm-hmm. and we'll, there'll be prayers and mm-hmm. and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think too, just to 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 name the fact that there's kind of a new partnership that's come out and just so that everyone would understand is that your pastors are not ordained until a church calls them mm-hmm. and so really it's it's a celebration of easter's ministry the ministry of the call committee the ministry of the congregation um if you didn't know there were probably over 200 some people that came to the vote 
Yeah, that voted one way or the other, whether uh, uh, on-site or online. Yeah, exactly. And so you have to say that that's actually a big number. That's a big group to come together to say, we actually, we sense God's leading in this. We want to see this partnership kind of unfold. And I think that's a, that's a big thing. Uh, Easter has been through a lot of transition. And now there are three called pastors who are here to team together with the people of Easter, right? This is a partnership of, with the people of Easter to, to help realize some of maybe some of the, the new directions that God is nudging us into uh, in this season. Yeah, amen. Yeah, and, and as well part point. of a recognition too of that of that partnership and that new thing, um, it's not just we here at Easter who do an installation all on our own. That is very much done as part of our relationship with the St. Paul Area Synod and, and the ELCA, our, our churchwide denomination. And so our preacher on Sunday will be Deacon Krista Lind. She is one of the Synod staff. She was actually the the Synod staff person, assistant to the bishop, who um, helped with these two call processes. So uh, she's been really instrumental in helping Easter find Pastor Eric and Pastor Kevin and vice versa. Um, And so she gets to be with us for this installation service, kind of this final bookend um, of this whole process, which is really cool. Mm. That's nice. Well, and something special, folks may not know Deacon Krista Lind, but she just celebrated, I think, a milestone recently with the Synod of of her own service to the Synod of over 20 years or somewhere around those lines. Yeah. And that's a huge thing. I mean, just think that there's someone that's been helping steward all of this important work together you know that you may not know who she is but her ministry has been important Mm -hmm. to easter (laughs) over the many different seasons of this church Mm -hmm. absolutely in fact uh deacon crystal lind was was at uh, luther seminary when i was a student there and so she was helping students figure out the call process as a as a person at luther seminary and then moved to work for the synod and and helped pastors and and deacons figure out the call process you know she's been doing this work for just ever and so she's really well versed in what it means to um to navigate call and to engage in the work of discernment and i'm just i'm excited to have her here with us on this installation sunday i'm excited to have her here to talk about what what is what is worship why do we worship Mm -hmm. she gets the last word i feel like that's that seems uh, appropriate to have someone from the synod Yeah. Um, And, 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 so uh, when we hear her preach on Sunday, um, we will, uh, we will be hearing this text, which is from the book of Colossians chapter three. And just to invite you, of course, to open up your Bible or an app if you have that, or you just want to listen along and just listen for the words of promise uh, that are here. But always know that anyone on staff here at Easter is happy to help you find a Bible that actually works for your faith at this time in your life. Because, I mean, I still have my confirmation Bible, and but I don't really use it <laughs> as such because there's so many other very, very helpful tools um, to be out there. Um, all of the pastors have some f- different form of translation sitting open on the desk today. Um, different ones. NRSV, New Revised Standard Version, is often the one. There's different ones here. I have a Jewish New Testament that has commentary from different rabbis, which is very fascinating. We also have open a First Nations Version, which is one of the first indigenous translations of the New Testament. So there's lots of options. Yeah. So please, find. Um, let us help you find a Bible that's actually helpful for this part of your journey. But we turn to Colossians chapter 3. This is starting in verse 12. As God's chosen ones, chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has complained against another, forgive each other. 
just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts. Sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs to God. And, I like this, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to thanks God. Be to God. Yeah. I was just realizing uh, that I often hear a portion of this read uh, in weddings. Oh, yeah. Right? Because there's that, that idea mm-hmm. of, you know, this is what it's like to live in that really chosen, close, intentional kind of relationship to yes. be clothed, to be completely covered with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, to bear with one another, to forgive one another, uh, to clothe yourselves with love. It's a real, uh, man, it's a tall order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you think about, you know, covenant and marriage, mm. right, and the 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 emphasis is always on the day. The, the moment, the clothing, but to really look at it through the lens of faith is to say there's something more that we're putting on here. Yeah. Uh, and that it's a lifetime of practice and, and invitation to that. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And right. at the risk of moving backwards, I, I think as you're saying that, I'm thinking, and that's really part of the answer to the installation question, yeah, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, that's a formalizing of this commitment <clears throat> that we have made to each other. Right. And I think that that works well in a lot of circumstances, right? Whether it's a marriage or an installation or kind of the wider angle picture of why we're hearing this text on this day is because we're talking about why do we worship? Well, we worship because because we are meant to be a community together. We are meant to be called together in Christian community and worship calls us back yeah. to that week after week. And one of the one of the commitments we make as a community is this recognition that we will need things like compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, forgiveness, mm-hmm. bearing with one another, mm-hmm. letting the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. Why? Because we mess it up mm-hmm. all the time because we are jerks. I maybe I should maybe I, lest people project because I recognize as a human being that I have a tendency to be a jerk and and if I um, if I let that have the last word I'm never going to be yep. in community right? right I'm just going to tick off every single person that I'm in relationship with and we're all going to walk yep. and we're all going to be alone and that is um, lonely and sad and frankly not what God calls us to yeah no yeah we're all sinners um, and <laughs> yeah. this list that we just read is not it's not the Ten Commandments. It's not rules. It's not a law. This is actually a description of what our life looks like as baptized Christians. This is what it means. This is He's describing the life of the Christian. This is what we do is we we wake up, we confess our sin, we receive absolution, and then we do what we can to clothe ourselves with these things, which yeah. which is who we are. It's our identity as as Christians. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and it's I not like, meant to be a list of rules, right? And it's and I, and I like it as a practice, right? Because Good I think word, yeah. practice is such a a, a vital word. Um, because something that we practice, there is recognition that we have to do it regularly, that we don't always do it great, that we always have to return to it, that mm-hmm. it is a place of continuing growth and understanding. Um, 
so you you practice this work of being community. You yeah. every day you practice being patient with each other yeah. and bearing with one each one another and forgiving each other and yourselves and asking for forgiveness. And then yeah. you go to bed and then you wake up and you practice it again yep. because you have not reached perfection because you won't because right. perfection is not yours to gain. No, but we have a promise. Amen. And verse 15 stands out as you're saying that. Um, let I like how it's let the peace of Christ mm. rule in your hearts. Kind of like in, in my mind, it's don't fight it. Uh, <laughs> don't let the sin rule, but let the peace of Christ rule. What is that peace? It's the promise of God to you in your baptism. You are a child of God. Um, so act like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even if it doesn't feel like it, act like it. Right? Because there is, I think, sometimes that sense of, um, you know, as the old saying goes, fake it till you make it, right? Yes. Sometimes it, it doesn't really ring in your heart, but you know that you're you're still going to walk this walk and you are going to trust that yeah. uh, Christ is going to show up and you're going to keep doing the work. Because mm-hmm. as it says, indeed, you were called in the one body. Yep, yep. It's confirmation of that. Yep. Yeah, and and we don't just like get that verbal confirmation of it. We we again we walk mm-hmm. the walk. We show up week after week. We come into community. We come into worship. We we gather together. And not that worship is the only kind of community, but it is that one thing that like we do that every week. And we come from all over the mm-hmm. place, different neighborhoods, different backgrounds, different professions, and we come into worship together as one community. And we keep practicing what it is to be one people yes. in Christ's name. Well yeah, put. It's it's very interesting, and I mm. really appreciate you both kind of putting a line underneath it that these are not rules mm. to follow, you know? Yeah. Um, because I think when you look at, like, even the word meekness, I'm like, that's not something we encourage our people to aspire to. Yeah. Right. Why would you want to be meek? Because in our culture, I feel like that means, well, that means we can mm. trample over you. Right. Because you're not sticking up for yourself or you're not whatever, um, sp- you know, speaking up or using your voice to, to defend yourself. Why would anybody want that? <laughs> yeah. I don't want that. Like, that's the my first reaction when I read it. I was like, I don't want that. Well, like, I want it for other people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I want them to be a bit more meek. Yes, yes. But what what that sent me though is kind of down the rabbit hole of of headlines. There was a Mm. there's a headline yesterday. I think it was the 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 editor of the Washington Post was stepping down to take a new job, and that's the Jeff Bezos Amazon whole world that he owns the Washington Post. But this guy said that he was going to go work for this other thing called something about the Civility Project. Hmm. And I thought, oh, how fluffy is that? I'm gonna go be from the Washington Post editor to becoming the Civility Project. Oh, isn't that nice? But then if you look at the verse just outside of this one, right? in verse 11, right? In that renewal, there is no longer Greek or mm-hmm. Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all in all. Paul, or the author of Colossians, really gets that there is a very complicated world just outside of his doorstep. Mm. Yes. And and to try to bring people who are so different into the same table around one another and, and actually sit down and have a civil conversation friends this is very hard today <laughs> yep um and, and it may even be hard at your family table when you get around the holidays for like the fourth of july yeah. we can't talk about things we can't yes. you know what i mean like i heard a story i just recently again about this about families that it's very hard to be together and it's like okay like 
maybe we do need some meekness. Maybe yeah. we do need that yes. as a gift from God. Yeah. And that's really Amen. what is kind of being laid out because like you said, 15, let yes. the peace. Mm-hmm. We'll look at 16. Let the word of Christ. Yes. Again, that invitation. Mm-hmm. Let the peace. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. And what is it for? Well, it's to teach and admonish you to have some wisdom. Well, how do you have a conversation with your family when it gets real complicated? Yeah. Does that, I mean, yep. do you see where I'm mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. any sense? Well, and this, and this is what community is, right? Like a community isn't, I will find all the people who agree with me because I am so good and right. And I am going to make sure everyone is as good and right and as I. And obviously we will all love each other perfectly because we already agreed in the first place. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't make those you don't get those options in community. You you love each other because you let the word of Christ dwelling in you richly, because you let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. You are coming together as a community, not because you agree on things necessarily, but because you are called together by the word, because Christ calls you together. Mm-hmm. And that means that we will disagree and we will mess it up and we will get yep. it wrong. And so just like you say, Pastor Kevin, we are for sure going to need that gift of compassion and kindness and humility and meekness, which I just want to point out. Like, I'm terrible with Greek, but some other potential translations for that word meekness are things like gentleness, humility, Mm -hmm. or or courtesy. Mm, Right? Like, Mm. this is what we're talking about. Things in short supply. Things in in short supply. Not meekness like, oh, poor little mousy me. Like, oh, who am I? But to say, like, oh, okay, how can I take a breath and and let you have your turn and let make sure you are heard? Right. How can I make sure that we are being truly gentle with each other, that we're taking that sharp edge off of our words and our thoughts and Mm -hmm. saying, okay, but what are you really about here? Let us connect on that level. It's this is what we work with when we work with a translation all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we get words like meekness and I go, no. <laughs> As you're saying that, what, what is uh, coming to my mind is, you know, sometimes they say the definition of sin is being turned in on yourself oh, and yeah. being selfish. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll say navel gazing yeah. where uh, once you've been baptized and the gospel spoken into you and the, the peace of Christ rule, rules in your heart, you, your life will be turned out out toward your neighbor and so what again this these aren't rules but this is to describe what your life will look like now as you live your life doing what's beneficial for your neighbor you're not looking at yourself anymore so that brings with it you know humility and meekness and putting other people first right right. that's we all know that's hard to do it's frankly impossible but since we have a promise from God and we're called to be Christ for our neighbor, then we're going to try to do this every day. And it, like, let's take that and apply it to folks. If you're looking at your Bible, you're looking at the verses that come after these verses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wives, be subject to your husbands. Mm-hmm. Children, obey your parents. Mm-hmm. And That's cool, unless you're the children. Unless you're the children. <laughs> um, but we misuse these all the time. Why? For our self-interest. Yes, take exactly. take these verses and make it about my power, about my control, about what I want for myself. Yes. How can I use these verses and make it about subjugation? How can I make it about oppression? How can I make it about a power mm-hmm. structure? When honestly, what's going on here is not Paul or the author of Colossians saying, um, this, you are in charge and you are subservient. It's saying, you're supposed to take care of each other. Yeah. It's actually counterculture 
cultural and saying, yes, okay, wives, you are you are subject to your husbands, right? You've got to listen to them. But husbands also love your wives. Never treat them harshly. You don't right. own them. You don't dominate them. You are a partnership. Children obey your parents, yes, but fathers do not provoke your children. Yeah. Right? It's it's this balance of it's not just about you and you wanting to be in control. Mm-hmm. It's about saying we are a community, we are in relationship, yeah. um, we are indebted to each other, and so we do all those meekness and gentleness and patience and stuff that just makes us but this is who we're called to be in community it sounds like a description again of your your old self was put to death Mm -hmm. so why would you continue to be a slave to it right live no you're you're free right yeah why would you live like you have to fight and scrabble for everything for yourself why why would you not want to live that's your old self that right. was put to death yeah. with Christ, and you've been raised. You're yeah. living a new life. Yeah. So clothe yourself with Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Live into that into that meekness and patience and love. Whether it's a, a a married relationship, whether it's a congregational relationship, whether it's you know pastor and community, whether it is you know neighbors. It, all of those relationships. Those are all true vocations that we have. We are all called to serve and love and live in that way. Um, and it's hard work. And we trust that we all let, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna say it right, that we let the, the word of Christ dwell in us richly, mm-hmm. that we let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. This is why we're doing it, not for our own power and self-interest. Right. And I think that's the that's definitely the beautiful way to, to pull the series together is mm. to say that, all of this is about a community. It's not just what's happening in us individually, but it's what's happening at Easter together. Because I think one of the questions we ask as a, as a as a preaching team, right? As a preaching team, is you know what is it that our people at Easter need to hear? Because at the end of the day, we want you to be equipped to live out your faith and to step out in faith um, in this coming week. Uh, and to realize that at the end of every single worship service, there's an important word for you. Not just simply the gospel. That's yes. <laughs> but also, <laughs> to go, I mean, is, it is go in peace, serve the Lord. And thanks be to God. Thanks right? be to God. That is that, that, that's the final word that you hear from every worship service. And when you hear that, that's an opportunity to say, how do we as Easter now go and live out the gospel, live out some of these things that mm-hmm. we've been called to in community. Yeah. Carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. Oh, it's almost yeah. like that's our mission. Yeah. Oh, oh funny. <laughs> that's catchy. <laughs> That'll preach, man. <laughs> Don't tell Krista. <laughs> Well, folks, we hope we see you on the 25th, whether it's in worship and or at the party afterwards. It's going to be a great Sunday, and it always good. It is always good to be a community together here at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone. May the road rise on. Your feet.